Happy, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Teaser Mini. Today's episode is pizza themed. We're going to have an amazing guest in a second. But to answer our first advertiser week question, I'm going to pass it over to Charlie to help us with this pizza themed episode. Yes. So I was really thinking about this. I was like, all right, we have to come up with something that's going to be surrounding the topic of pizza based on our guest today. So I was thinking for our first question is, if you were to create a pizza that's just wild and out there, uh, it could be like wild toppings, it could be just mixtures of different toppings that are just kind of wild, what would that be? That's the so first one. my idea is you, everyone has heard of the turducken, right? Oh. <laughs> Imagine a turducken ver- like pizza, but instead of like being like a turkey duck chicken, it's different doughs. So like okay. picture like the classic, it's like, pizza dough right then picture like non bread right indian dough and then picture like um like dough you would see for like you know um mexican food would it be like tortas or like mm-hmm. masa for sopes or tortilla right have three different types of like base layers infused into one <laughs> and then then that's just the that's gonna have be some carbohydrates on fucking steroids right there (laughs) yeah you're gonna pass out eating it halfway through but don't forget the sauce and the cheese and the toppings so for cheese i want to like okay no start with the sauce that's that's the next layer right for sauce your boy's a nice spicy boy so we're gonna have some spice infused sauce there's a bees like from sauce from like the chicken tiki masala the sauce from like mm -hmm, the sauce from like um you know what they put on enchiladas the enchilada sauce and then mm-hmm. like your classic like um red sauce for p- pizza and then for the cheese as you can see we're, we're infusing the cultures here for yes, the cheese yes. <laughs> taste of meeting pizza okay yeah, yeah. for the cheese <laughs> heavy emphasis on quesadilla cheese so that can be like mm-hmm. queso oaxacan or like monterey jack cheese stuff like that you know what i mean i'm not too sure what cheese are in indian culture but if there is one let's just throw it on there and then lastly for the meats you got your classic pepperoni for the Mexican, I would like to do maybe a birria or like a pastor, something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then um, for Indian meat, definitely the chicken, the nice herbs chicken right there. And bam, I call this, this is a working title, but it's the, uh, I'm trying to think of a Mexican Indian, like Italian name. We're going to call it Mario. Don't- Mario seems like a pretty solid name for all three cultures. (laughs) This is either really going to excite people or offend people. So, I mean, Uh, we're just throwing it out there, but hey. I'm canceled. (laughs) (laughs) So, go ahead, Jero. That's my insanity. Okay, all right. So, yours is going to be a a heart (laughs) um, attack-filled, sleep-induced pizza. Got it. Mine will not go that extreme. Um, (laughs) I I think I've... It's it's probably been done already, but like I I'm thinking dessert pizza. Ah. Um, like I would want something. Try to combine like different desserts that I love. I mean, if we're thinking of combining different cultures, probably like a like a churro crust. Mm. Um, and then I would want like the toppings to be kind of like a Thai mango sticky rice like topping. So it'll have like kind of the the <laughs> coconut cream on the bottom, and then you have like the, the sticky rice, and then the mango mm-hmm. on top of that. And then what would we put on top? Hmm. Bro, I got goosebumps already. Was <laughs> <laughs> you said the churro crust? I was like, I literally like like excelled too much of right, emotion right, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to think like what what other kind of desserts that I really like that could go on top of it. 
I don't know. I wanted to keep it simple, but mm -hmm. then I think that it's missing like one additional element. So I don't so know like, what that one element like is. Maybe I'll cream. present it to our guests. And then oh, they'll be like, yeah. oh, this is what could go on there. So I'm thinking like some kind of cream you're missing, right? Like it feels like a saucy element. Maybe. maybe. Well, I mean, the, the coconut cream is part of the mango oh, you're sticky right. rice. You're right. But then yeah. it's like, I'm thinking... I don't know if it's like necessarily something that would go on top, like a like an extra topping, uh -huh. or like it, you know, it could be kind of like a like a cream thing. Like you know, people like put whipped cream on stuff, but yeah. like maybe not like that consistency. You can put some kind of like spice on it, like cinnamon. But then again, the triddles already have that, right? Right. So you kind of have a couple of elements, or maybe like a drizzle of like chocolate or caramel. Okay. Strawberry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah that's that's mm -hmm. all I got. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come to me. I'm, sure it'll come I'm excited, dude. Yeah. Okay. Now the second one, second question is if you were to create just your own iconic pizza, what would that be? The Martinelli. Okay. Okay. Yes. What would be on this? Oh, damn. It's going to definitely be an artesian pizza because Martinelli just has that name to it. So okay. it's very much yeah. like something you're putting into like the, the oven thingy majib and <laughs> you know what i'm talking about very descriptive, very descriptive yeah the pizza <laughs> oven you're getting that nice crisp like um flatbread type pizza you're gonna put your sauce on it you know again with the spicy sauce i love it spicy like margaret sauce i think it is mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um you're gonna put in the nice the best of cheeses so mozzarella of course and then you're gonna drop in some basil a lot of vegetables basil good, onions good, okay. mushrooms artichoke i do love a good artichoke mm. some like roasted garlics right um you know you got to get your tomatoes on there like, a lot of vegetables your boy likes his veggies and Shit, then so eat this this sounds like right right, right? I, 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 I i had an i had a very disastrous idea earlier but this is where it actually <laughs> matters and then not to go too crazy with the protein but i do like my protein just a simple like italian sausage and pepperoni straightforward mm. to the point classic yeah that's why i got it nice no i like that i like that yeah. i would say for me it, it would kind of fall on the same lines um like my one of like my favorite types of pizzas i mean this is probably really terrible to say because i think people <laughs> like shit on this oh like, you're gonna say pineapple are you well i mean obviously pineapple <laughs> has to go on it but i'm saying like like going to like blaze or i think mm. what was the other place blaze Mods? one of those places yeah but I, I like how like for example like they'll do like a drizzle of something on top and so I think I enjoyed like their balsamic drizzle or even mm -hmm. something that has like more of a pesto feel to it. Like I really like pesto on pizza, um, but I do like the freshness, like how you described, like, yeah. you know, putting in like lots of veggies. Like for me, I could see myself putting like mushrooms, um, basil for sure. Uh, I love the buffalo mozzarella on top. That Ooh. was a solid add. Um, garlic for sure. And then definitely like just... I think I really like how some places will do this. Like they'll put like a mound of just like fresh veggies on top mm. after it comes out of the, the oven. Um, so it's almost like you have like a salad on top. Um, okay. Yeah. Nice. I want to try that. I never had like a fresh salad after like baking the pizza. Yeah. That yeah. No, I mean like they, they, my, my, one of my favorites is arugula. Um, Cause it, it hold, like it has a nice like kind of bite to it. Like taste yeah. wise, like a little bitter, but it kind of blends in pretty nicely. And then it doesn't wilt as as like other veggies would so you can put it on there and it kind of holds yeah. stability pretty well i love that well yeah. this has been a great conversation i'm already hungry so let's take a short break and we'll be back with our guest we are proud and happy to announce our guest for this week 
Um, his name is Frankie. He's from Hapaza Pizza up in Oakland. And I'm going to pass over to Charlie to introduce our friend more. Yeah, I, I've been anticipating this episode for quite some time. Um, I mean, I, I, ever since one um, Chase had connected myself um, and Martin to Frankie, I was like, cool, like, who who is he? Tell me more about him. And then, you know, having checked the Instagram, which I was like already jaw drop. There's so many different pizzas I was I really wanted to try. I mean, I think some of the ones that really stood out to me um, were just the more unconventional ones. And so, I, I, you know, you're definitely going to hear a lot more about that as we go along. But I think the second part that really impacted me about Frankie was just when I got on the phone call with him, like I could hear it as he talked about his desire to, you know, have an impact on the community, his desire to really connect with the community and and have a way to not only move forward more social justice into that. And I think that's kind of what we're all about of how do we uplift culture more? How do we sort of infuse culture into the world, um, especially if it can impact more of those social justice areas? So that's what I know of you, Frankie, and I can't wait for our guests to learn more about you. So go for it. Right on. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm Frankie. I'm from Oakland, and I have a pizza pop-up called Hapaza. <laughs> and this is my first podcast. So it's great to be here with you guys. Um, even our little like kind of pre-chat, I got really comfortable with you both. And um, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, tell, tell us a little bit more about kind of um, like where you grew up a little bit about your, your background. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a Bay boy. I was born in San Francisco, raised in Oakland. And I got down to your neck of the woods for college. Um, I went to UCLA, so I got a lot of love for SoCal. I got family there. Um, but after I did my little stint there, I was like, okay, it's time to come back home. Uh, came back up to San Francisco, did grad school here. Um, and I've been lucky enough to live in Oakland, um, be here since. Mm. I mean, I've never heard Bay Boy before, but that, I feel <laughs> like that's a catchy term that's probably out there that I don't know about. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I can't say I invented it, but um, <laughs> it breaks through. So, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so, you know, to kind of learn a little bit more about um, sort of how, how do you see yourself, you know, growing up in the Bay and also just like um, your background, you shared a little bit about your background being um, half Korean. Like, how has that sort of influenced just what you do now? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, the, the pizza pop-up is called Hapa Za. So Hapa for mixed half Asian, mm -hmm. uh, which I am. So I'm half Korean and the other half is half white. But if you really want to break it down, it's mainly Irish. Okay. Um, so yeah, multicultural. Um, and Za is just short for pizza. So I kind of like to think of like Hapa as the culture, the community part and Za as like the pizza the food the craft part mm. dang that's awesome yeah so i mean i, I think what's, what's cool is that like you, you there's sort of a part of you that, that really goes into you know the work that you do just the type of pizza as well and so like it it, it becomes more meaningful that way it isn't just like oh here i'm here making pizza just to make pizza but like there's there's a little bit of meaning behind it too yeah absolutely yeah. i mean i think that um Hapa, you can even kind of translate that is like the, well, like I said, multicultural, but like the experimental part mm -hmm. to the pizza. Um, I think you mentioned like just, you know, I, I forgot if it was before the actual um, podcast started, but we were talking about the different types of pizza. 
um, that we do and um, allowing me to, to feel like I can be creative and introduce different cultures on a pizza. But za is kind of like the craft and that's like the more the prescriptive side, mm -hmm. which is like, you gotta have good dough. So, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in developing the dough and really that job is never done. Like I'm constantly tinkering with that. And I think the two go hand in hand really well. Mm -hmm. And the name Hapaza just seemed to fit really well. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, let's let's get into it. Let's get into the, the food part of it. Like yeah. when you say like you have to have good dough, what does that mean? Well, you can't have a pizzeria with dough that tastes like cardboard. And <laughs> unfortunately, there's a lot of those places out there. Um, not going to call any of them out by name. I don't want to. That's not what this is about. But when you have really good pizza, you remember it. And it's something special. And it's honestly in Oakland and the East Bay, it's kind of rare. Um, so that was really my mission to try to develop, um, a really complex, flavorful dough. And then once that was dialed, I felt like I could put, you know, I could put the traditional Italian toppings on it, okay. but I could try new things too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that, that makes a lot more sense in terms of like just the taste of it, the, the type of dough even, um, for you, like what would have been some some types of pizza that, that you've made that you've experimented with? Of course, you know, you have your traditional ones, but what are some ones that you're kind of like a little bit more out there? Well, I'll say the pizza is really driven by um, the temperature that you cook it. Mm. And so that kind of dictates the different styles of pizza. Um, the pizza, the true pizza that dates back, you know, I can't even, I don't even know hundreds or maybe thousands of years ago, depending on how you interpret it. Um, yeah, I mean, it comes from Italy and it's cooked at a very, very high temperature and that's um, Neapolitan style. Mm -hmm. um, it's cooked at, you know, over 900 degrees, has a light, airy, um, kind of charred rim to it or crust. And that's the pizza that I appreciate the most. And it's hard to find, honestly. Um, so when I started, I didn't have a, a, an oven that could get to those high temperatures. I had just your standard home oven that gets to be like 500 degrees. Um, so I was doing more New York style. And then eventually Instagram realized that I was into pizza and started feeding me ads for uni pizza ovens. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the hell is an uni pizza oven? It looked like this little Millennium Falcon. And I looked at it. Oh. And I, was like, cool. <laughs> I was like, how hot does this thing get? And it's like advertised at 900, 1000 degrees. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. I can completely change my style of pizza using these pizza ovens. So I was like, F it. Let me just get one. You know, it's 500 bucks. Let me just do it. Got mm -hmm. it. Experimented with it. And then it really elevated um the type of pizza that i was doing and so i realized i had kind of unlocked this whole new world in pizza making um so i but then i was you know i was trying all different kinds of styles and i really ended up on a neapolitan style mm. but it's not true neapolitan because the italians will come for me you know if i say my, <laughs> my pizza is true truly neapolitan it's neapolitan inspired um, but I use like a natural sourdough starter as my yeast element where, um, 
you know, they might use like a baker's yeast or an instant yeast. Um, uh, but anyways, the point I'm trying to make is like, I arrived at this style of pizza that I was really excited about. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a nod to tradition, um, respect to tradition, but also enabled me to kind of do what I wanted to do with pizza. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So before we get into the deep dive, I have to ask, you can either yeah. interpret it these ways. You can either tell me your three favorite pizzas you are you offer on your menu, or the three that you recommend to like the first, or someone to try your pizza for the first time. Okay, I got three. Absolutely. Yes. You gotta have a margarita pizza. Yep. Margarita is just that. really really good tomato sauce. Mm -hmm. um, for those that are curious, I cook mine. I just like how it is. Some sometimes people just open up a can and just put it right on. Um, but cooking it to me allows me to. Um, kind of reduce the sauce a little bit more. It's a little bit more thick. Can add in garlic, can add in some spice, basil, um, olive oil. So it's really good sauce, um, really good high quality cheese mm. and basil um, with some olive oil. And I put chili oil to finish Ooh. mine. Um, yeah, so it's, it's like a nice little kind of seasoning and color element at the end after the bake. Um, so you gotta have a good margarita. Mm -hmm. And then there's a seasonal pizza that I call the figgy piggy. So it's got um, the piggy element is crispy prosciutto, or sometimes you could drape the prosciutto on after the bake. I kind of like to do it both ways. Um, I do a really good whipped ricotta blend um, and then figs. So seasonal mm -hmm. figs, the season is pretty short, uh, but people really like that pizza. So they'll, and they like the name, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Um, and then the gogi wodi is, <laughs> It's a truly Hapaza pizza. So that that is um, bulgogi, uh, my grandma's marinade for that. And then, um, yeah, I just like naming the pizzas. So yeah. <laughs> <Yogi -wodi>. so, <laughs> so those three pizzas, um, people get the most excited about. I've tried to take the margarita off the menu for pop-ups and people will hound me for it. <laughs> they will ask in advance or they'll scold me afterwards for not doing the margarita. <laughs> So sometimes I want to, you know, I have this idea, I have this idea, and I want to, they're like, no, fuck that. You've got to always have mm -hmm, so, It's a classic, right? You yeah, it's a classic. So, but it's good because it enables me to do, to reach out to different people. Yeah. The traditionalists, the vegetarians, I can make it vegan, mm -hmm. and then I can kind of push the boundaries more ex with the more experimental pies. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it's oh like you have something of everything on your menu for every type of person, essentially. Yeah, and I and I try to change the menu depending on the gig or yeah. the the private client or the pop up or even the um, the demographic or uh, area that I'll be in. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Dang. I'm about to get on a plane like ASAP <laughs> just to go like literally order every single one of those. That Come, you and then you can stay with me. I can show you around town. Oh my gosh. Wait, dream. hold up. Yeah. This is very tempting now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's Don't do it, tempt guys. us. We will do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll do, do anything for, Chase, for food. So we'll do it for this. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you get yeah. what you give. So yeah, yeah. I'm a giving guy. Yeah, because those yeah those ones sound incredible. I know one I absolutely want to try. If it's still on your menu, menu is the Lomo Saltado um, pizza yeah. like that. Like I love the like Lomo Saltado dish itself. So like to try it on a pizza, like that sounds really good. Yeah, Wait, I, I got what is I got this? A, I got you don't know what Lomo Saltado my... is? No, bro. Can someone explain? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Go explain. ahead. Yeah. So okay, so it's it's a Peruvian um, <laughs> oh. dish, and so um, 
I at least the place I go get it at, like they have um beef that they cook up with onions, um, bell peppers, and it's kind of like in a gravy sauce, and then you eat it with fries. What? It's literally a place <laughs> yeah, down so down the street I mean, from my house that, that I could take you. That's <laughs> a very I mean, so yeah, so it's a Peruvian staple dish. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. it's like a it's like an Asian stir fry. Yes, let's go with also it. Latin flavors. Mm -hmm. And then papas are everywhere in Peru. So they just mm -hmm. threw on French fries too. Mm -hmm. um, and it's served over a bed of rice. I don't put the rice on the pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so at um at this at this commissary kitchen um corner, big shout out to corner. Um they're here in Oakland and I do a lot of my pop-ups over there. Um one of the chefs, he's no longer with them, but he was there. He and I are, are, are really good buddies. He's Peruvian mm -hmm. and we had both our kids over in my house and we we're doing just like a, a pizza night. Mm -hmm. And so we were exper experimenting with different um, ideas and we arrived at a Lomo Sotado pizza. And so we did that for a pop-up and big shout out um, Jorge. He's, he's my homie, he's my dog. He's a professional chef, um, also a DJ. So man of many Sheesh. and a father. You know, and so we did this like joint collab pizza. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, and it was it was really exciting. People loved it. So yeah. Dang. Well, thanks guys for teaching me something. I'm not familiar with Peruvian food, but that's, oh that's, yeah, no, that's badass. Peruvian Peruvian food is hella good. It's so um, good. It's like the best of all different worlds because um, there's so many different influences in Peru. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, like I didn't try like a pupusa until like last year. For the first time in my life like i grew up mexican my entire life so i only ate mexican food but i never had like other like latino oriented food mm -hmm. yeah so that's pretty cool dang well I, I'm, I'm juiced up just from this food talk but definitely want to get into a little bit more about yourself um just yeah. learning a little bit more about you know, like what's what's it mean to you i know we, we spoke offline a little bit about sort of the i guess what you would call it the five c's uh which yeah. is kind of funny <laughs> because in two episodes ago, we actually talked about like, like the three C's, which is like, um, Martin, what was it like, like communication? Oh, like, like the, yeah, you know, that saying the three C's for every successful relationship is like communication, compromise, and connect. I don't know. The other one. I always Some, said, something yeah. or other, but that's what it reminded me one. of. Like, yeah, we literally had that or something, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, tell us a little bit more about what your five C's are. <laughs> yeah, I was um, giving this a lot of thought and kind of jotting it down. And it wasn't my intent to find this kind of, you know, C um, coincidence. <laughs> that's another C <laughs> word. But yeah, like I was, I was thinking about what is meaningful to me and what I'm passionate about. And cooking has always been one of them. Um, I've just always appreciated and been into different food, uh, um, food types from different cultures. Um, and then I kind of, I was writing down other things kind of not necessarily related, but like being a connector um, and connecting to different cultures and um, using food as a way to explore different cultures and also kind of share different cultures. Like on a Hapaza pizza, I can highlight um, a Peruvian cuisine and people in my homie that I, you know, I have a lot of respect for and put it on a pie. Um, I can, I'm fourth generation Korean, so I don't have a strong connection to the Korean culture. Like I don't know the language, I don't, you know, I haven't, I haven't even been to Korea, but um, I did get a chance to really connect with my grandma who knows the cuisine really well. Mm -hmm. um, 
So, you know, learning those recipes and, and cooking them for my friends. I did a hundred wings over Super Bowl Sunday and half of them were Korean chicken wings. That's dope. <laughs> and like, you know, I forced, we talked, talked about this offline, but I forced the idea of a Korean pizza on the menu and experimented and it, you know, kind of tripped up over it, but eventually arrived at something that people liked. Uh, but going back to your question, yeah, cooking, connecting, culture, um, craft and community. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, Hapaza is, if you get a chance, you know, check us out on Instagram or if you've been to a pop-up, a lot of it is based out of the community here in Oakland, which I just have so much love for. And it really is who I am. Like I live and breathe it. And it just, you know, uh, you know, it means a lot to me. So, yeah, 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 that's awesome. And I'm curious about the, like the, the cooking aspect of it. Um, Like, how did you, I guess, like, were you inspired with cooking, like at a young age? Like, what did you learn cooking I, from someone? Cook, cooking was completely off my radar, mm-hmm. I would say until college. Okay. Um, I think my parents are, you know, they're, they're good home cooks. They're, they just keep it simple. And um, I was lucky enough, you know, I always had food on the table. But when I got to college, um, a buddy of mine, Ryan, um, who I live with, he like, awesome dude, he was an incredible cook. And I had never seen that before. He's 18 years old. I didn't know that type existed. I was like, man, this dude could cook, cook his ass off. And it was well received. Like all the homies loved it. Girls were into it. I was like, this is a cool thing here. Um, <laughs> let me get in the kitchen with you. And so he taught me a thing or two and then it kind of opened up my eyes and I have aunts and uncles that are in the food biz. And so at family gatherings, I started to pay closer attention to that. Um, and I just, I just fell in love with it. I got turned on to it and I do think of myself as a creative and having an appreciation for art. I've always been into drawing mm-hmm. and it was just another way to kind of extend my creative side or mm-hmm. exercise craft. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I was, I was literally just talking with a friend last week about like how creativity shows itself in so many different ways. Like it, yeah. it isn't just sort of the traditional well, people think like, Oh, you're, you're into the arts or you're into like drawing or dance or music. Like, that's sort of traditional what people would think of when they think of creativity, but you know, with, with food, even um, I think I heard an example from at work. It's like people who even like go into sort of a chaotic field or a chaotic situation and sort of apply structure to that. That's a form yep. of creativity. Like there's just so many different ways to show it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It stretches a- across many disciplines and professions for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious also too about like, kind of going from where you learned about cooking initially in college, um, where did your sort of career path go from there all the way to where you're at now? Yeah, definitely not cooking. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I mentioned it. I've always been into drawing and kind of building and creating just whatever, just stuff around the house as a kid or just, um, you know, more mature stuff as I got older. But um, I think my parents recognized that and they were like, you can't be a starving artist. Like, I'm not knocking artists out there, but 
I have an Asian mom and she's just like, was on my ass about like, you need to do this, 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 and it's gotta be a good school. You gotta get good grades. You gotta think of your career in this way. And so really it kind of programmed me and led me to more of that traditional professional route. Mm -hmm. And I ended up um, becoming a licensed architect. You know, I got you know, a degree and then a master's degree and kind of went that route, um, which I'm still a licensed architect today. And I love what I do and I work for a really great company um, and I'm blessed to still have a job, but um, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the question was here, but how to, like cooking. So I've always had this affinity and true passion for cooking and food. And I, I feel like I kind of missed that boat. Um, you know, when I started going down this college um, professional route and becoming an architect, and whenever you get asked that question, like, what else would you do with your life? It, it's an easy answer for me. Be a cook, be a chef, do something with food. So when this gray area of pop-up started to emerge, it was really kind of enticing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there might be an opportunity here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So before we get on to the next topic, I actually do want to talk more about the pop-up um, journey for you. For two, for Charlie and I, we're huge foodies, but we don't dabble inside the kitchen. One, how do you start pop up? And two, what like processes do you need to go through? Like, you need to get licensed. You need to get like oh my god, kind of permission. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I wish I knew. I'm still, still <laughs> figuring out. Um, it's taken. I would say open yourself up to a lot of help. Yeah, um, that's just like the overarching kind of thing um, that I will say, but. Now, to, how, to, how to start it, um, you have to have uh, a passion for a type of cuisine or type of food item. It starts there. Um, none of this was planned for me. I, if you told me that I would have a pizza pop-up three years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I would have laughed. It's like, I, you know, pizza, what, mm -hmm. how? Um, so in, in COVID, um, when the pandemic first started, people were getting into unique and different hobbies because they had the time to do so. And my dad was one of them. He's retired. He's like, Oh, I got this starter. I developed a starter. And I just kind of was like, Oh, baking. Oh my God. I kind of scoffed at that because I've always steered away from baking because of how prescriptive it is. Mm -hmm. And cooking allows you to like add a little bit more salt, like um, change the, like the sweetness level here and there. And you can kind of create and adjust as you go. Um, and I'm not a recipe kind of guy. I just create and adjust as I go. Mm -hmm. But baking, you can't do that. You have to weigh your ingredients. You have to respect the recipe and all the other environmental factors. And so that scared me. I just stayed away from it. But I do like pizza uh, and I like sourdough because I'm San Francisco born. It's like, yeah. it's like a thing. Mm -hmm. I've always loved that flavor profile. And I was like, I wonder if I could take my dad's sourdough starter that he's just experimenting with like as a COVID hobby and do my own COVID hobby and make a pizza from scratch. And uh, I tried and I, it fucking sucked. Like it was really bad. <laughs> it was like, I wasn't even recognizable as a pizza. And I was like, damn, how can I be this bad at it? It was like, it was haunting me. So I started you know, again, the next day and over and over again. And after like 50 different 
pizzas of just experimenting at home during like the thick of the shutdown, I got a pizza that was, I felt good about. And I was like, damn, this is awesome. I was like, let me hit up the homies. Let me have a party. And I was like, no, no one's doing that. Like no one's gathering right now. It was like, I'm telling you, it's like the thick mm -hmm. of COVID. So I was kind of, it was kind of deflating. I was like, I couldn't share it with anybody. Mm. Um, so I was like, uh, let me just take a picture, put it on Instagram. And for shits and giggles, I'm going to say $20. Come to my house and get it. Just, I didn't have anything else to do. I was like, this will be fun. Let's just see what happens. Um, and then people responded. They like DM'd on the story and they're like, yeah, yeah, I want one. I want one. And then all of a sudden within, I don't know, an hour, I got 10 orders and I was like, oh shit, how the hell am I going to pull this off now? Um, so I was like, I, I kind of got in the car, got ingredients and scrambled. And I went to, from pizzeria to pizzeria in Oakland. And I was like, can you give me some boxes? And they're <laughs> like, why do you want our boxes? And I was like, uh, my kid's school project. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know what to say. I was like, Smart. I was like, I don't know. I just want it. I'll buy it. And so I got my hands on 10 like different boxes <laughs> and the ingredients and um, sold it to like, you know, some of the closest friends, yeah. just people that they were like, they were willing to do that because restaurants were shut down. Mm -hmm. The roads were empty. They want, they were just like, all right, I'll drive to your house. I'll get a pizza. And so I put like this desk in the middle of the doorway kept the door open, all the windows open. I was like, you know, thinking I'm like, you know, hyper COVID safe, good airflow, wore, wore a mask, kept my distance and sold the pizzas. And like, it seemed like they liked it. And then, you know, I sat down on the couch there that night and I was like, that was awesome. Like it was so different, so new. And I was like, wow, I'm one and done, great. And then I got DMs started popping up like, okay, so what's the next one going to be? And I was like, next one? There's, I, what, next one? What? I'm not doing this again. <laughs> and, you know, after that, I did it for eight months straight, wow. every Wednesday night. Wow. And the, the, the interest and the community, like I was saying, friends and family kept kind of growing from there. Um, and that's really how my pop-up got started. And then it eventually, you know, I got the, um, some of my other friends that were in the business, in the food business started to notice. Um, and they started to ask about actually doing a pop-up out of the house, like a real pop-up. Mm -hmm. And I was completely overwhelmed by the idea, but, um, you know, I chased it down and then here I am. That's amazing. Yeah. Like you literally created your own pop-up like like, <laughs> like through, through it's very solving. very organic no yeah. it really is yeah. i mean through problem solving through that community connector that we spoke offline like that was a great representation of that just in its yeah. own formation so that that's really awesome i admire but, that but i mean i have thank you and i and i have an, an incredible friend and family group here in oakland and i wouldn't be anywhere without that like they expressed interest they thought it was fun. They thought it was unique. And, you know, they enabled me to, they gave me the confidence to keep doing it and the drive to keep doing it. And it just kind of snowballed in a good way from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And I love that. I think that's a perfect transition to the next topic. 
discussing more about like social impact and social justice within your community and how you get involved? Yeah, um, I think at the time, you know, everybody, COVID was, um, is, is very challenging for everybody. So everybody was in a, a more vulnerable state. Um, I, I can't say that I was able to do anything directly to improve COVID situation necessarily, like um, raise money in that regard, but it, it was happening at the same time as a lot of the wildfires here. And um, a lot of the, you know, the, the police brutality that we were seeing throughout the country. Um, so BLM and fire victims, they, that was a huge kind of um, thing that I cared about. And, and so I would do some of these pop-ups and raise money. And um, I, I basically, sorry, I should, start, I should start by saying I've always been a cause-oriented person ever since I was a kid. Um, and social justice and injustice was always on my mind and always a priority in everything that I did. So um, if I can find a way to raise awareness or raise even money for those efforts, I'll do it. And so that's um, what, you know, selling pizzas is like, you know, it's great, but it's also, it allowed me to give back in that way. No, I mean, that that's super meaningful. I mean, especially where it you're doing two things that you're passionate about and, and it, it just happens to coincide. Like the fact yeah. that you're able to do something where it's a craft, it's something. And, and and I think this always stuck with me when when we spoke on the phone before this was just like how much respect that you have for the craft, like right. the, the right. history of it, how the time that you took to really make sure that you're honoring it. Yeah. And also the fact that you, you do that with such a, like a passion and mission for your community and it, yeah. it helps to bring the community together and give back too. Yeah, for sure. And just, and also have fun when you're doing it. Like, and that's like, if you look at the Instagram, I really try to, I've always been into photography and videography. So that it was very kind of natural for me to, um, kind of spread the hapazah cheer, if you will, <laughs> through Instagram and like kind of market it that way. But I think that it allowed people to kind of get behind it too. And like, you know, maybe if like abortion access wasn't, you know, on their radar, like they're just into pizza, I, they were going to have to stop and recognize that because mm -hmm. my post or this one pop-up was going to be centered around that. Mm -hmm. um, so that that is... a I think something that's unique about the Hop is a kind of brand that it, it's very reliant on my community. Um, and I want to appreciate and honor the community in every kind of way from, you know, doing fundraisers, but also doing fun pies and like, mm. you know, trying different cultures on different pies. Mm -hmm. Beautifully said, beautifully said. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to take a bit of a break right now, and then we're going to transition ourselves to our final part of food for thought. We're back with Frankie and we had a really great offline chat about it. We'll mention in the links in the bio about some LA pizzas, um, pizzerias he recommends. But to get into our food for thought portion of this podcast, we had a lot of great ideas. We talked about staying curious, being open-minded, desire to learn more, uh, the continuation to grow and aspire. But these are all really like future developments and stuff to practice and preach. So I'm going to kick over to Frankie to speak more about his 2023 aspirations. Yeah, um, great recap there, Martine. Um, all of those things, I think, um, 
I really try to remember in everything that I do and just staying open, curious, and continuing to grow and learn. Um, I've always been that way since I was a kid. And so I'm not going to change it up now, but I really think like, once you get to a point, you know, you're an adult or you open up a restaurant or you get a license, you know, you're like, oh, I've done it. I'm, I'm done. Uh, you're, you're selling yourself short. So for me, it's like, there's so much out there that I don't know and that I could continue to learn. Um, and that's just how I approach everything, but it definitely I approach um, Hapaza that way. And so, you know, if I look back at the pizza, I've made thousands of pizzas now, like thousands. And when I look back at uh, pizza from last year, I'm like, I don't know, like, you know, I've come a long way and I, I wouldn't have done it that way. Or it looks a little under on the bottom. And, you know, I'm, I'm being hypercritical of myself, but not in, um, not in, in a constructive way. So I'm always looking to improve and learn more about myself, but about different people. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of ties back into Hapaza and the community and being from Oakland, going to Oakland public school is like, I'm most comfortable in a diverse setting. And when you're in a diverse setting, you realize that you don't know a lot about a lot of different people. So there's that thirst there to learn more. Um, and that's, that's a big part of me. Well said, well said. What about you, Martin? Um, what are some areas that you connect with, with some of our food for thought topics? Like, I love what you said right now about like how he's created a thousand pizzas, but if you looked at the ones he made last year, he gives it that constructive like feedback, right? I feel the same way about our show. Like we've been doing this for what? Almost three years now? Yeah, kind of? almost three years. There you go. And- Right. And like remembering what we did in season one, I'm like, I cringe at the format and the structure. I'm kind of like, oh, totally. Like every season, we try to improve. Like last season, like I think it was until season two, we thought about doing like a three act structure to have like pacing and like a proper format. And then like last season, we're trying to like experiment with like what this like final concluding act can be. And now like we established it now in this or now our season four of the podcast. So like I totally agree with you there. Like, there's always room for improvement and we don't have to like shit on ourselves, but we can recognize that like, Oh, we weren't as experienced back then as we are now. So that's yeah. how I see us moving forward. And I love your connection to the community because that's what we aspire to do too. Like we, you know, we have our merchandise so we can like donate back to like the LA regional food bank. And that's our, our whole purpose. Like we're not trying to profit whatsoever. We're just trying to, you know, fund or bring awareness to like, amazing causes like we like when um, the asian hate crimes are happening like charlie and i were on top of that so yeah. we really love connecting like this wider platform for like great social causes to bring out the good in people absolutely yeah, yeah. i think for me like i really connected to something you had brought up a little bit off offline um just in terms of like the in-between of do i go one direction in terms of where I see myself moving forward, do I go the other direction? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in that middle right now of just like my full-time job um, as a coach for social workers and then sort of my side evening job of trying to get my hours for license for marriage and family therapy. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know which way I'm going to go. And I'm continuing with both moving forward to see where it goes. But I think, you know, being able to reflect on what's important for me, which is community. I mean, I now I could say I have 
you know, a stable city that I see myself living in for quite some time. And yeah. now that the clinic that I'm working at is within that community, it gives me more of a chance to be intentional of like, hey, how can I like really be part of this community, give back, learn about the people in this community and how do I serve them? Yeah. I think that's kind of now at the foundation of where I want to go as opposed to just like, oh, well, this is just the career, but no, like this is more than that. This is like how I give back and, and uplift more mental health within yeah. that specific community. And then just think about all the people in that community or all the people that are watching you do your thing. You're going to impact kind of a, a broader group beyond that extends beyond just that, you know, your neighborhood, your city or your regional area. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's that's really what is inspiring about yeah. doing what we do. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, definitely to to our listeners, I, I hope you know throughout all this, go out and try some delicious pizza. Um, continue to be inspired. Continue to, you know, connect with others who are different from you. So that way, you you can continue to learn more and continue to just have more of a just global sense of community um, beyond just one you live in so yeah um one i want to start by just thanking you frankie for, for being on here i mean i love you guys. getting to learn more about you i loved getting to hear about just your journey and and how meaningful it is and so yeah i can't wait to meet you in person and, and get yeah to we gotta make it happen we talked about it offline like you guys can stay at my crib we'll go <laughs> eat some pizza we'll get some drinks it'll be fun down i'm so down for that yeah so yeah, thank you. And then also thank you to our listeners for continuing to tune into another episode of Taste of Meaning. So we'll be back with another episode soon, but always continue to take care of yourselves. Most importantly, take care of others. See ya.